hello, my name's Terry Harvard. I'm the president and CEO of uh, Talisker Resources. Uh, we're a, a gold explorer focused in uh, South Central British Columbia in Canada. Uh, we're one of the largest single landholders in this area, and we're currently drilling for our maiden resource on the Braylorn uh, Gold Project. Terry, lovely to meet you, and thanks for coming on the show. We've not had you on before, and we've not spoken before, so uh, keen to kind of um, you know have have the story told to me today. Um, before we do that, can you tell me a little bit about you? What, what's your background, and more particularly, what's your relevant background to uh, the, the task ahead of you here? No problem, Matthew. I'm a uh, very technical CEO. My background's in uh, a PhD in structural geology and tectonics. Um, come from a major company background, worked uh, a lot of years with uh, Anglo Gold, which then became Anglo Gold Ashanti. I was part of the America's exploration team. Uh, we're very fortunate throughout that time uh, to, to make uh, some significant discoveries about 35 million ounces uh, during that time with, with Anglo Gold Ashanti. Um, the, the whole team, uh, including me, left in 2010. Uh, we became the arms length technical team for the uh, Cisco group that was then the original Cisco Mining. Uh, we were developing a global exploration strategy for them. Uh, they were rightly concerned about a hostile takeover for Canadi Malarctic, uh, which was and still is Canada's largest gold mine. Um, unfortunately, their, uh, their concerns were well-founded with a, a takeover bid by Goldcorp, uh, beaten off by the White Knight with Yemenarag Nico. Um, their management team at Cisco uh, rolled out a 5% royalty, formed Cisco Gold Royalties, and, and we were taken across the, the Talisker Group to um, work with the Cisco Group as well. Um, we, we worked technically advising them for a number of years um, behind uh, technical team behind the discoveries at the Windfall Lake with the newest Cisco mining, another uh, six and a half million ounces. And then also at the Caribou deposit, formerly with Barkerville, now with uh, Cisco Development Corp, another six and a half million ounces where I was uh, chief geoscientist. After that, we sort of decided to uh, go out on our own, that it was time to use our technical abilities to actually make some money for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. So, so who are the people you brought over? Who's actually like you know working day to day with you? Um, so, <laughs> we actually have a group of, of companies, um, and uh, the main ones who work with us, are Leonardo de Souza, um, he's my vice president of, of resource development and uh, exploration. Uh, he was long term with Anglo American and Anglo Gold. Uh, also, my uh, chief geologist, Ruben Padilla. Um, he's, he's slowly uh, working less and less with us as he manages his own company, uh, Sable Resources, that's part of the Talisker Group. Right. So let's break that down for people just because just it, it can get complicated with so many moving parts. And so when you say part of the Talisker Group, what, what, how does, what does that look like? Uh, so we have a, at the moment a series of three public companies uh, within the Talisker Group. Um, the, the companies are generally divided up based on jurisdiction and also shareholder interest. So uh, Talisker Resources is the uh, British Columbian-based uh, company. Uh, we have uh, Millennial Precious Metals, which is a Nevada-based um, or project developer at this stage, and Sable Resources, which is a Latin American-focused precious metal explorer. Right, and do you, what you kind of, all of you work on all of the above all the time, is, is, is that the way, in terms of like, do you share kind of skill sets or people, you know, pop in and, uh, as and when requested? Uh, yes, in, uh, mainly because we're, 
it, it's a fair bit of effort to, to manage a company, to be a CEO. Um, so we, we only have limited time available for those other companies because the, the main focus is on the companies that we're running. But as all of us have fairly high level uh, expertise, uh, if the company requires uh, that expertise for a short period of time, then we're, we're able to uh, jump across and help, help out during that time period. Okay, so right, so you're very clear of what the, the the main focus is, and that's task or resources. Yeah, that we're saying. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's probably eighty to ninety percent of my time is is talent resources and and Got it. Okay. taking us through the discovery. Okay, so g- given the kind of big company background and the big discovery background, and in, in terms of you know millions of answers to um, discovery, um, can you just again just you mentioned Leonardo D'Souza? I mean, who else is like helping you ably on the ground on this? project task resources yeah so he's our um <laughs> vice president of, of resource uh, resource development um so he he manages quite an extensive uh team of both uh, explorers who are running the drill program drill targeting uh and also the modeling team as we wireframe the individual veins and we build a very robust resource so really that's his primary focus to be able to take us through the resource phase uh, and also overview the uh, the early stage or greenfields exploration. We've got a very large greenfields package, nearly 300,000 hectares, one of the largest uh, greenfields or, or, or mineral claim holders in British Columbia. And, and we have a mid-tier there of exploration managers and Leonardo basically runs that, that, that level of, of management. Okay, okay, fine. And then if, before we kind of get into the project proper, can we just... Um Talk about some of the share. Obviously, you know, you mentioned them already. A Cisco um, as a shareholder, New Gold. How come New Gold are in there? What's their connection? Yeah, so um, it, it's really a regional play for New Gold. Um, New Gold have the uh, New Afton project, which is Canada's largest and longest-running block cave. Uh, it's at Kamloops. Um, uh, Kamloops is a, a, just a couple of hours on highway, basically from all of our projects. Um, at the moment, it has capacity there for about 16,000 tonnes of milling cap- uh, production, uh, but it's running at about a bit over 50% of that. So uh, Newgold, I believe, is actively looking for mill feed uh, for, for that toll mill. And there's a few other companies that they're receiving product from, but they're, they're looking for a large increase. So uh, what we believe is that, that the new gold are really taking footholds for assets that they'd like to acquire. And really that's their big interest in Talisker. That's why they've taken this cornerstone and, and have the rights that they do to, to maintain that level. Okay, fine. And then obviously retail is about 40%, institutional about 30%, insiders 6 to 7%. Um, you, you kind of... I mean, what's the plan? Because you come from big, big company backgrounds, big company mentality. I mean, is this someone kind of driving the kind of corporate aspects of the, the business and kind of looking for institutional uh, com- uh, investors to come in here? Because it's like, what are you? So 80 million market cap company. Typically at this stage, this, the retail is a big, big part of this. But you're, you're slightly, well, you, you kind of break the mold there a little. So we, we have a fairly large uh, institutional uh, institutional background and, and really when we formed the company we, we, we saw that a, as a key to being able to build a company relatively quickly. We've only been listed for three years and, and we've done a quite a lot of exploration activity uh, in the field over that time. So 
uh, relative to the timeline, our, our expiration burn rate's quite high, but also our success is quite high. Uh, so we proactively went out using our reputation to look for um, very robust institutional shareholders that can fund at the rapid rate that we explore. And uh, prior to uh, acquiring our, our uh, flagship asset, um, we, we, we staked a very large land package in 200,000 hectares, and we were conducting large company style greenfields exploration with 20, 22 geologists in the field each year. So really what our strategy is to be lean and mean, but also work very fast um, and explore as quickly as we can to be able to um, pr provide value for our shareholders. See, that's quite interesting to me. Um, you, you, lean and mean is, is all relative, right? If you come from a big company background, it's all relative uh, for you. But if you've got the ability to kind of raise the capital to be quite aggressive with your with your uh, drill program, it's fine. And I guess the institutions bring you that, whereas retail perhaps might be a bit nervous about the uh, the dilution, uh, et cetera. So that, that's, that was a conscious decision day one um, that you wanted to continue as you had you know in in, in in your previous employer for the for larger companies okay yes interesting if you like we um you know i'm i don't like the concept of a of a lifestyle company or or, or groups taking eight nine or ten years to to make a discovery or or holding on to pet projects uh so people hanging on to a project and raising a little bit of capital uh, what, what, what we believe is that you have to be very aggressive in exploration and there's a distinct time cost to money. Uh, there's a, a very a cyclical nature to our business. So when the going is good or when the gold price is good, you have to jump in there and go as hard as you can, explore as quickly as you can and try and make as many discoveries as you can. And that's why we've built an extensive pipeline and we have a whole series of projects at resource phase, working to discovery phase, drill permit phase, and drill definition phase. So like a major company, we can continue to feed that, um, <laughs> feed that development of resources and then look to sell either the projects or sell the company and spin out the next series of resources that are basically ready to go and ready for the next series of discovery. And it's that really that vision that the institutional shareholders look for. They want to not make one win, which is generally what retail shareholders are looking for, one big win. Institutional shareholders are looking for multiple wins over a longer period of time. And the reality is we do see some big ones in the mining industry, but they're one in a thousand or more. Whereas little wins are really where it's at. Consistent wins with good expiration, because really we believe that expiration is a is a statistical exercise when you're in the right terrains. It's all about statistics, all about applying the right amount of work, and you'll make the right amount of discoveries because of that good work. Fascinating. Fascinating. Right. You raised 12 and a half million bucks uh, back in March. I mean, how much money have you raised in the last three years for, on, this, on this project? Um, so uh, we, we've invested about uh, $40 million into okay. the Braylon project. Uh, over about the last uh, last two years, uh, and the vast majority of that has gone into the drill program. Uh, we've drilled so far about 140,000 metres. Uh, we've probably got about uh, uh, 15 or 20,000 metres left to go in our resource. Um, so it's really all money in the ground, and uh, our 
our drill meters per ounce were about uh, 10 ounces per meter. So it's been quite a successful, uh, successful program. Discovery yeah, wise. that's impressive. Um, so that's, that's 40 million into Bray Lauren. Um, you've raised additional monies for the company as a whole, though, yeah? Yes, so we've uh, raised our early money on, on Greenfields Exploration and we've, we've run our Greenfields Exploration uh, parallel to our, our Braylon drill project. Uh, so we've basically taken uh, a series of uh, Greenfields targets up to drill phase. And we've got about 14 drill projects that are at various phases of development and of permitting. Uh, we drilled one of those, Golden Hornet, so we put about uh, just under 5,000 metres into that last year. Uh, good discovery, uh, 14 holes, happy to say that every one of those holes had significant sulphide mineralization. Uh, and we also acquired the Ladner project, uh, which is near Hope in British Columbia. Um, we uh, acquired that uh, by taking over the junior company, New Carolyn Gold Corp, that held it. Um, it's got about 700,000 resources, uh, 700,000 ounces of resources already on the books. And we're just starting to do uh, a significant work program there to advance that project to uh, indicated resource phase. Right, so I missed the number there, um, which was, so you, you, So in total then the company has raised how much, 40 plus what? Uh, I think over total it's around about $70 million that has gone into the ground. Right, okay, okay. So there's that's, that's a lot of drilling, um, a lot of assets that you're, you're sitting on and, and a very clear strategy. Um, but it, 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 obviously it sounds like you you, you said it, it's what the institutions want to see. They, they've got lower return expectations uh, in the sense of, you know, you know they're not over 10 baggers, I think is the phrase we hear a lot from retail investors. Um, you know, so you're, you're working um, to model which kind of suits the larger institutional shareholders that are, are in your business. And that makes you feel comfortable because that's what you're, you're used to. Right. Okay. Understood. Um, should we talk about Braylon? Um, because um, obviously that's the, that's the flagship. That's the, that, that's the one which is kind of throwing off the big numbers at the moment. So um, you're going to be putting out a resource later, well, in the next couple of months or so potentially. So um, wh where are you with that? What do we need to know about it? Uh, so we're, we're well advanced there and uh, we drilled, um, I think we're at about 140,000 metres into the ground. Um, so far we've got a series of 11 uh, high-grade veins um, these veins there uh, vary in grade from uh, about uh, six grams up to 16 and a half grams. The average weighted average across those veins is uh, just over nine and a half grams, 9.6 grams per ton. Um, the vein widths uh, vary from uh, 1.1 to two meters, a bit over two meters, average width of sort of 1.6. Um, so it's a very robust project. Uh, quite high grade relative to other underground mines around the world, um, nearly 10 grams per tonne. Um, we're drilling so far from surface to 700 metres uh, <laughs> depth. Uh, and most of these veins have a strike length of uh, three to 400 metres and are continuous down to uh, six or 700 metres. Um, Braylon is a historic mine project. Um, but only a small amount of the veins that we're drilling are close to the historic workings. The majority of them are in ownership gaps between the historic mines, so well away from any uh, previous stoping. Right, and, and but in, in terms of the, you, you talk about um, you know, giving a, a maiden resource uh, progress update. 
you know, because because I get those are people that are going to look for those kind of meaningful, you know, uh, steps that you have to you have to hit. This would be one for the market to actually judge the success. Because I think you'd, you'd you'd probably argue uh, with me that you're not getting full value for the work that you've done today in terms of the amount of drilling that you've done. Um, so, you know, what would you hope that this maiden resource would say to the market? Well, it's a major catalyst for us uh, coming up. Basically. At, at present, you know, you, you mentioned that we've got an $80 million market cap and really that, that's, that's not valued on anything. That, that's not valued on any concrete resource. Uh, the existing compliant resource is quite small. It's in the realm of a couple of hundred thousand ounces. And, and we're looking at coming out well within the range of, of uh, 1.5 to 2 million ounces. Uh, we're hoping if all goes well that we, that we can actually beat those estimates of 2 million ounces and get, get slightly more. So that'll... Uh, put us in a very strong position um, and also a very clear pathway to to take that resource even bigger. We see clear potential of a resource target plus 5 million ounces. Uh, we believe that Braylon's a world-class deposit and we've got well-constrained uh, modelling on that potential from historic drifts and from the drilling that we've done. So really th this is a first step in, in growing this deposit in, into a world-class deposit. And uh, we're, we're well on track to do that. And what we expect to see is a, is a good rate, re-rate on the market. Uh, market pays about uh, $70 to $75 US uh, for, for ounces at that category. Uh, so we think we should see a, a significant move forward in the valuation of the company. Right, because I think 2 million is the new 1 million. I think when I first you know, started into being uh, genius, uh, you know, three, four years ago, it was like, you, you need a million ounce minimum. Now it seems to be two million to, to just to get noticed, right? But how far do you take this? Where, wherever you get to with the main resource in terms of whether you hit expectation, beat expectation, um, what, where do you go with this? Um, you know, can we talk about new goal potentially being, being, being interested in um, this? Um, but where do you as a management team Take this because you you talk about lots of quick wins or sorry, look quick you know yeah lots of you know quick successes and quick quick wins. Um, do do you want to be mining this thing? No, no, we're we're an exploration team and a very specialist exploration team. And uh, if we can use our 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 knowledge and intellectual property to be able to crack the code on a deposit, uh, drill it out enough to convince somebody that it's it's ready to be mined. Um, that it's much better for us to, to, to move that on to a producer, uh, take some money off the table, spin the rest of our assets out and, and continue on. Um, with with Braylon, it's, it's, it's a project that's already been significant de-risk. De it's got a major mines permit, maintained tailings dam. It's got uh, well understood uh, water quality. It's got a water treatment facility. Um, really, it's, it's truckable uh, to a toll mill. Uh, potentially at New Afton. Um, so the, the, the capex to get this into production is, is quite low. There's access to, to several kilometres of underground workings and stokes right now. Um, so really, it, it, it's a very advanced project. All it needs is that significant base. So a producer coming in, whether an intermediate or, 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 or major, can go, okay, well, there's, there's a clear five-year production pathway and a lot of potential to take this to beyond a 10 or 20-year producer. And as such, we've been engaging with strategics almost as, as soon as we acquired the asset. 
um, socialising the project, socialising what we want to do, um, really focused on being able to prepare enough resource base that somebody can take this into production and we can get back to doing what we do best and that's making discoveries and adding answers onto the books. Makes sense. And I just want to be clear about, again, for, for the retail investors who are in, in this, is you don't necessarily therefore want to go through a, a series of economic studies. You just want to be able to provide the drill data for a mid-tier or a large, larger player with a balance sheet to be able to move this thing into production themselves. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. And that's, that's really where the retail investors pick up their premiums. Uh, firstly, coming into resource, that we, we, we're going to get a re-rate as we're based on a fundamental resource valuation for the company. Uh, secondly, with a premium relative to a takeover, and uh, I'd, I'd be hopeful that prior, before the end of the year, we've reached that position. Uh, and then, of course, a third premium uptick on a SPINCO. So basically, uh, a free carry shareholding into a new company that's funded to continue in the pipeline production of projects and hopefully be back at this stage with the next project within within two years. Okay. Th th well, that's, that's the next bit of the question here. So I understand the process and uh, of, of how you're creating your first kind of uh, ec economic win with, with Bray Lawrence. That, that makes sense. And, you know, and I think as long as retail understand the, the process, there, it's, it's, it's sort of unconventional compared to what they'd be used to. But then what, what is, what is the, you know, the second cab off the rank, as it were? What will we, what will we be talking about in two years' time? Um, in two years' time, we'll be definitely talking about the Ladner Gold project. Uh, it's similar to Braylawn. It's a, it's a district-scale land package, so 14,000 hectares. Um, there's uh, a lot of anomalism in this area, um, 14 historic small mines. Um, we understand the controls of mineralization very well. Uh, there's already 700,000 ounces of resource to build upon. Uh, we believe very quickly we can take that to a million ounces indicated. And we've already started the process exploring for another two to three million ounces uh, that we can drill it inferred. Uh, we've done uh, a soil program uh, at the end of the field season last year, been able to define over a kilometre of um, uh, anomalism above 0.1 of a gram, so we're nearly at open pit cutoff grades in the soils. Uh, within that, we're several hundred metres above a gram per tonne in the soils. So what, what we're seeing is we're starting to build out that entire belt, um, and really we, we think we can at least get to a million ounces indicated very quickly and start to explore to expand that out to a multi-million ounce project that a mid-tier or a major uh, would be interested in, very close to infrastructure, Another permitted project, 1,300 tonnes a day, major mine permit, already a tailings dam in place. Uh, so a, a lot of infrastructure turnkey ready to go. So well, I just want to finish with this one, okay, because we, we always say to you know, our subscribers, followers, et cetera, that, you know, the, the management team is, is, is the difference. Like, so what would you say your key differential was here? Because when people come on, management teams come on, operational teams come on and they say, we want to do X, Y, or Z, and they they do take a little bit longer than perhaps you know you're indicating that you will. In you said, I don't want to be a lifestyle company. Obviously, just a lifestyle company here. We're very clear, having worked in the majors, what they're looking for, and that's what we deliver to. And when we speak to institutions, we say we 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 tell them that plan, 
and that works for them. Is, is, is that the difference or is it the type of projects that you go after the difference? Where, where, where's, where's the unique advantage lie? Uh, to, to tell you the truth, Michael, I think, uh, Matthew, I think it's a, a combination of them both. Um, really, there's an awful lot of companies in the junior exploration space, and the vast majority of them never find anything. They never take anything through to fruition. Uh, and there's a very small percentage that have incredibly big wins. And some of those, it's through pure serendipity. Uh, some of those, it's, it's systematic exploration. And the reality is there's probably a handful of companies or handful of groups that find everything, find the vast majority of assets. So I think a real key thing for retail investors when they're investing in a expiration, junior expiration companies to ask, has the management team ever actually found anything before? Because if not, you've got to ask the question is, do they understand the fundamental methodology of systematic expiration? Can they build a team and execute it? Can they mentor the team? And do they have enough technical capacity to identify whether the ground they've picked up or the projects they've picked up are going to make it at an early stage? Or are they just waiting on luck and serendipity? Now, it's okay. Uh, I know a lot of people <laughs> gamble in, on the stock market and in the junior mining space, but we're, we're, we're not gamblers. And a joke within our group is um, we have to be good because we're not terribly lucky and we don't like to gamble. We like to do systematic exploration and have a systematic outcome at the end of that. Sorry, I um, particularly enjoyed that, the last bit of that conversation. But also, also the rest of it. So nice introduction to your, your team, the projects, the, the methodology. Um, Stay in touch with us and maybe even come back and do a slightly more technical um, discussion about how you go about your exploration program, uh, modeling, um, et cetera. Um, uh, we'll speak to you soon. Great. Thanks very much.